Rose Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today I'm with Stephanie Boyce, who is Deputy President of the Law Society and this time next year she'll be getting ready to be the actual president and the first from an ethnic background to do so. Thanks for joining me today, Stephanie. Can we start by you telling the listeners a little bit about your current role? So, thank you very much, Grace. Uh, so, yes, I'm uh, the current Deputy Vice President of the Law Society of England and Wales. And, of course, the Law Society is the professional body that represents solicitors uh, in the jurisdiction of England and Wales. Um, and my role is an ambassadorial role uh, to support the Vice President and the President in engaging with members um, interacting with government, uh, uh, state, various stakeholders, and promoting uh, uh, the solicitor profession uh, at home and abroad. Um, okay, cool. So when you were at school and about to go to secondary school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen when you were older? No. Uh, from a young age, uh, as young as I can remember, but certainly by the age of seven, um, I remembered uh, uh, that I wanted to do law. Um, uh, I could see a number of injustices going on around the world at the time, um, and I felt that I could make a contribution um, in allowing people's voices to be heard. I also um, was a keen admirer at the time of Margaret Thatcher, and Margaret Thatcher, of course, our first female prime minister, as well as the time that she was uh, first uh, uh, female education minister. She was a barrister by qualification, and I initially wanted to be a barrister. Um, and as I say, she then became prime minister. So from the age of seven, I knew I wanted to do law and make a difference. Um, would you say that there have been times when you were close to changing career because it all seemed just too hard? Or did you decide that nothing was going to stop you? Nothing. Uh, I, I don't remember, recall, wanting to be anything else uh, but, um, but, but a lawyer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, throughout my life, I've been a postwoman. I've worked for British Rail, as it was then. Um, I've done gardening. Uh, I've done lots of other jobs in order to fund my pursuit of a legal career. Um, you're having an amazing <laughs> career. Is there anything that you still want to do, either personally or professionally? There's lots I still want to do. I mean, COVID-19, of course, has kind of stopped us um, almost in our tracks. Um, as we get used to working remotely and virtually. Um, and a, a lot of my role means that I'm normally traveling, meeting people. I love meeting people. I love meeting people, engaging, learning new things from them. So what do I still want to do? There are still various countries that I'd like to go and visit. There are people that I would love to meet, uh, sites I would love to see. Um, so still lots for me to, to, to learn and to do. How important do you think it is to go to university or college? I think education is transformational. Education is very close to my heart. And one of the initiatives that I would like to see is I would like to see law added to the national curriculum. I'm told it's there somewhere, but not every school teaches law. And the reason why I'd like to see law added to the national curriculum, because it gets young people like yourself thinking about a career in law earlier on um, and thinking about the things that you have to do to put in place in order to make a legal career um, a real option. Um, 
earlier you said that you have been all these um, all these um, different jobs, and you said that you first wanted to be a lawyer. Um, have you, before you became the vice president of the law society, ha have you actually been a lawyer? Uh, yes, sorry. So yes, I qualified in 2002 as a solicitor. Uh, so that was after. Um, so let me take you back slightly. So my secondary secondary schooling, most of it was done in the United States of America. So we emigrated to the United States in 1985. And I spent six years in high school there. And then I came back because I knew that I wanted to do uh, uh, law uh, and study in this jurisdiction of England and Wales. So I came back but my high school diploma from the United States wasn't recognized here. So I then had to do um, a conversion course, if you like, and an access to higher education course that allowed me to go to university. I then did that for two years part-time. I then went to university, um, started off initially part-time, and then I thought, uh, whilst I was still working at British Rail, and thought, nope, I want to do this full-time. So I spent three years at university. Um, then I went to law school for a year, um, then I did a training contract for two years, um, and eventually, after all of that, I qualified as a solicitor in 2002, and have practised as a solicitor, um, and I still hold a practising certificate um, uh, uh, prior to me becoming Deputy Vice President. Wow, that really shows how much training you need to, you need to do to be a solicitor. Um, Us. What tips would you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their futures? I think it's important to have a plan, you know, um, and to have a flexible plan um, because there are going to be things that you will, will move you away from that plan. You've got to be flexible. You've got to be agile. You've got to be confident. Um, you've got to be resilient and determined. Never give up. You know, um, as I say, you know, when I came out of law school, I didn't have, um, uh, 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 sorry, when I came out of, um, uh, uh, was it law school? Yeah, it was law school. When I came out of law school, I had to think about it for a moment there. No, it wasn't law school, actually. It's when I finished my training contract in 2002. I didn't readily have a job to go to. And so I was doing people's gardens um, until I found that job that, that I had been trained in and paid all that money uh, uh, to learn to do um, until I found a job in late November 2000, uh, 2002 that took me then a number of miles away from my home. So I had to move again to take up my uh, new role as a solicitor. The world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women might look like in 10 years time? And why do you think it's so important for women to get these big jobs? I think people, um, people like to see people that look like them. They aspire to be people who they can see that looks like them. So women at the moment, um, as I understand it, we're gonna have a consensus next year in 2021. But as I understand it from the 2011 consensus, women are not in the majority of the population at the moment. But in uh, a few years' time, I expect that we will perhaps be in the majority for the population. You will see more women taking up senior positions, being the majority on boards in uh, uh, the C-suite, which is the chief executive, uh, uh, senior uh, uh, roles in, in various uh, organisations. Um, uh, we will see another female prime minister in this country. And, in fact, uh, uh, across the, the globe. Maybe in America. Yeah, <laughs> because um, there was almost a, pri a president in America for women. Yes, almost Hillary Clinton, yes. Yeah. Well, you've been great today, Stephanie. 
Thank you so much, and I'm sure everyone listening will be really inspired by your story so far. Thank you very much, Grace. Thank you. Keep listening to Grace Jeffries Meets as I talk to many more brilliant, brilliant women.